What's up, everybody? It's Thursday, and you're here for a bonus episode of Vanished in the Valley. Oh, yeah, my name's Athena. I'm your host. So, we got to talk about a few things today. Some news broke Tuesday after we already recorded and the other episode was up. So, I just thought I would share it all with you because I was super stoked about it. So, from the beginning, we were on the Vanessa Guillon case and... We've kind of just pointed out episode after episode of the problem the military has with sexual harassment, not dealing with it, or kind of uh, making the victim feel like they're going to be painted as, you know, a fucking snitch or a problem soldier, or just painting them as a victim. So... Days ago, I told you that they were doing an investigation into Fort Hood and the leadership problems they were having. Well, that report came out and the Secretary of the Army, Ryan McCarthy, said that 14 leaders have been relieved or suspended from their positions at Fort Hood after that independent review found widespread failures in leadership. It's like, why did it take Vanessa Guillon getting fucking bludgeoned in an armory and the world freaking out about it for them to figure out Fort Hood had a problem. Everybody knew it. If you went on the Facebook group called Fort Hood's Fallen, they talked about it all the time. And if something like that is so pervasive, there's an actual fucking Facebook page where daily people are telling stories of the fuckery going on there. It just seems like, okay, I'm happy all these 14 leaders have been busted and they're trying to make a change. But I could tell you story after story of sexual assault, sexual harassment, either being completely covered up or not even like reported because the people that are the victims feel like they're going to be retaliated against. But McCarthy said the review found a command climate at Fort Hood that was permissive of sexual harassment and sexual assault. The independent review conducted a third-party review of the command climate and pervasive issues at Fort Hood, and it took about 103 days. They interviewed 647 people, and 503 of that were female soldiers on that base. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm super happy it's all done. Here's some of the names of the people that have been relieved. Major General Scott L. Effland, Deputy Commanding General, 3rd Corps, and Colonel Ralph Overland. Command Sergeant Major Bradley Knapp. The report included nine major findings and 70 recommendations, all of which McCarthy said he was accepting in full. So among the findings, they found that the Army's sexual harassment assault response team was structurally flawed and its implementation ineffective. Sexual assault or sexual harassment incidents were significantly underreported permitted by the command climate and lack of confidence and procedures for resolutions. I mean, really? It really took this to figure that out? Because a couple of years ago, the leader of the sexual assault response program was also the leader of a sex trafficking ring based on Fort Hood. So, I mean, that should have fucking rung some bells there, but apparently it didn't. McCarthy went on to say that among the 503 female soldiers interviewed, they expressed fear of retaliation, stigma, ostracism, career consequences, and lack of confidentiality for not reporting the results. They said of the interviews with the 503 women, it revealed 93 credible accounts of sexual assault 
of which only 59 were reported, and another 217 unreported accounts of sexual harassment. They're saying that we're going to make sure every single leader sees these results. And that was said by Chief of Staff General James C. McConville. He goes on to say, I want to make sure we have an environment where everyone is treated with dignity and respect and everyone takes care of each other. I mean, I'm ha like I said, I'm happy that this has come down and I don't know. I just, I really hope that Vanessa's parents get their way and all sexual assault and sexual harassment claims will go to a third party organization outside the structure and, you know, the chain of command, because I think that's where a lot of the problems are happening is the chain of command. So hopefully cleaning house like this will also send a message to any other motherfuckers there at Fort Hood that don't respect females, don't respect victim statements, and just don't even want to deal with it. So cool. Up top, we're still going to watch you, Fort Hood, because your fuckery's been going on way too long for just these 14 people who fell on the sword to even like convince me that the problems there are going to be solved. But I have hope that, you know, it's going in the right direction up top. Keep it up and I'll keep watching. I'll keep you guys updated as well. So before I get into the aliens are coming, I need to tell you about a missing and endangered little girl. Her name is Briasia Terrell and she just turned 11 on December 5th. So last Friday, the FBI Omaha Bureau posted a photo of her and informed the followers she had been missing for five months. And at the end of this, I'm gonna give you a bunch of information. There is a reward of $10,000, so just check this out. Briasia was last seen on July 9th at a Davenport apartment complex with her half-brother and his 47-year-old father, Henry Earl Dinkins. Dinkins is a registered sex offender and has been labeled a person of interest by police, but no arrests have been made in Briasia's disappearance. Shortly after Briasia vanished, her mother, Aisha Lankford, told the Waterloo Cedar Falls Courier that Dinkins was a father of another of her children. Briasia was with her brother, and he was visiting his father. I never imagined I would be here talking about this. She said, adding that the pair dated almost a decade ago. I believe he knows something about what is happening with my daughter, Langford said. I think my daughter is alive, and I think it's just a matter of time before Dinkins is ready to crack and tells what he knows. That's what I honestly believe. At a July press conference, Davenport Police Chief Paul Sikorsky said Dinkins was associated with multiple vehicles, including a maroon Chevy Impala, a black Chevy Camaro, and a 1980s Kings Highway motorhome, and the police impounded all of those vehicles. The police are asking for the public's assistance for any information regarding Dinkins and associated vehicles during the time frame of Thursday, July 9th from 10 p.m. to Friday, July 10th at 12 p.m. Sikorsky said at the press conference, we are requesting any information the public may have on Dinkins' whereabouts in the Quad Cities area during that time frame. Davenport Police Department said Briasia Terrell was last seen July 9th and she was seen wearing an oversized white t-shirt and shorts. She's 4 foot 5 inches, weighs 75 pounds, 
black hair and brown eyes. So if anyone has any information concerning Briasia, please contact your local FBI office, the nearest American embassy or consulate. You may also contact the Davenport Police Department at 563-326-6125. You can also submit tips online to fbi.gov. Like I said, there's a $10,000 reward. If you don't want to talk to the police, you can email me with information at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com or go to the Instagram, Parlor, or Facebook accounts. I will happily speak to the cops for you, and I'll even split the reward. <laughs> but you guys, seriously, here is the uh, number to the FBI Omaha office, 402-493-8688. I just have a really bad feeling that fucking registered asshole Dinkins did something to this girl. And I really hope we find her alive. I, I don't know, guys. It's like, was she sex trafficked? Was she fucking put in a dungeon? It's not like we have any good options on this. But I really hope we can bring her back alive. So I will post a picture of her up on the Facebook and Instagram and the parlor. If you guys know anything, please contact someone. Like I say all the time, the littlest bit of information could lead to a break in the case. You never know where that little tip is going to lead. So please let us know. Let's get Briasia home. Now we are going to move on to the subject of this whole alien situation going on. First, we're going to talk about what's going on with retired Israeli professor and general Kahim Ashid. And he's kind of basically known as Israeli's father of the space program there. He did an interview with a Hebrew newspaper called Yidiat Aharonat, and I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. He was the head of the space program between 1981 and 2011. And basically what he's claiming is there are the aliens here and in contact with us, but the aliens have asked not to reveal their access to Earth, adding that Donald Trump was about to unveil their presence here. But the beings from the Galactic Federation said, wait and allow the people to calm down first. They don't want a state of mass hysteria. They want us to realize and accept that first. The professor added that the aliens do not intend to reveal their presence on Earth unless humanity reaches an understanding of what space and spacecrafts are, adding that the creatures have signed an agreement with the U.S. government that allows them to conduct tests on Earth. So maybe all those people that everyone thought were batshit crazy from the trailer park saying they'd been abducted, maybe they weren't so batshit crazy, guys. Ashid said that the organisms study the cosmic space and seek to gain support of the humans in this field. He also claimed that there is a base under the surface of Mars where the representatives of the beings and American astronauts work. Professor Ashid holds various academic degrees and awards in his country and all over the world. And he's saying that if he said this stuff five years ago, they definitely would have locked him up in some kind of mental ward. Basically saying that the academic community had not accepted this until recently. But apparently the, uh, the brains of the world are starting to accept that, hey, maybe, maybe these alien creatures do exist. I mean, I personally think that A, yes, they do exist. B, they're definitely here on Earth. 
probably under the oceans because what we've explored, like what, 3%, 5%, I don't know. But, and this is just one of the stories that broke this weekend. I'm about to get to the next one, the whole Navy leak. Um, so yeah, I don't know what to think about this, guys. Are they like trying to set up some fucking false psychop or something? Or is this shit actually happening? I can never tell with these assholes because they're all so fucking schemy and shady. There's been uh, lots of talk on the dark corners of the internet, the conspiracy people, about Project Blue Beam. And what they say is it's a psyop. Um, basically, kind of trick the world into think aliens are invading. And a lot of people think that it's kind of happening now to distract from the COVID vaccination thing. And, you know, we have all these monoliths that are like appearing and then disappearing. We have the Navy leak. Then we have this Israeli guy coming out. So... The, the conspiracy theory channels are all ripe with all different ideas about it right now. Um, those monoliths have like appeared and disappeared in what, like four or five different uh, places right now. So I don't know. I mean, the Department of Defense, they keep saying they are investigating UFOs. And if you just do a simple Google search, you'll reveal more and more UFO coverage from all different types of alphabet soup departments. It's like they're uh, kind of accepting it or slowly feeding it to us, maybe to get us more comfortable. I mean, I don't know about, you know, trying to make it a cover for the COVID thing because I really think motherfuckers are going to line up and probably volunteer for it by the hundreds of thousands. But not me. I'm good. I don't need that shit in my body. But I don't know, guys. Let's get on to uh, this other situation going on with the Navy. So on Tuesday's episode, I kind of said it wrong. It's not actually a video of some fighter jets chasing a fleet of UFOs. That's a completely different video. That's on the internet too if you want to see it. It's super freaky. Whatever they're chasing in that video, it is going so fast that they're having like a super hard time even tracking these things. But what actually happened last weekend is an unclassified image that's reportedly being circulated among the U.S. intelligence agencies shows what appears to be an unidentified aerial phenomena. That's kind of like what they've replaced UFO for. The Pentagon's term for unidentified flying objects. The object in the photo has been described by U.S. officials as a silver and cube-shaped, according to a report from The Debrief which I guess that's the first place that uh, actually broke this story. The picture is actually from 2018, and when it materialized in an intelligent report from the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, the Department of Defense Officials Unit that investigates the UAP sightings. So in August, the Pentagon approved the establishment of this task force as the first on-the-books government UFO program since the 2000s-era unit lost its funding in 2012. However, multiple sources have confirmed that earlier this year, the unit remained active in secrecy after shuttering. How fucking surprising. And I'm getting a lot of this information right now from an article on popularmechanics.com. Go check it out. They have pictures there if you want to see it. Um, but according to the debrief, the UATPF has debriefed the government and military officials on the UAP. 
and they've been doing that for the last two years. The newly surfaced image appeared in a report issued by that task force during that time. So this shit's been floating around for a couple of years and it's just now getting leaked. How convenient. All the monoliths and this fucking Israeli dude. What's going on, guys? So the debriefs, Tim McMillian, a contributor to Popular Mechanics, just so you know, so they're kind of in cahoots there. He learned of the photo's existence from a defense official who's been verified as being in the position to have access to the UAPTF's intelligence reports. Three other government officials confirmed with McMillan that the photo, which was shared on a secured network used by U.S. intelligence community, comes from the 2018 task force report. A military pilot reportedly encountered the object while flying over the Atlantic Ocean on the east coast of the U.S. in 2018. And they used their personal cell phone to actually get these pictures. It's likely that a backseat weapon system operator on the FA-18F Super Hornet took the photo of the object, which McMillan calls inverted and bell-shaped. And it's described as having ridges or other protrusions along its lateral edges, extending towards its base. It looks like a fucking bell, guys. Um, I'll post it up on the Instagram, Parlor, and Facebook so you guys can see what I'm talking about. It's possible the object may be a GPS drop spund, which is a sensor on a parachute that provides info on vertical profile of a storm. But, as McMillan points out, and confirms with an atmospheric researcher, the actual drop spund doesn't appear in the photo, just the potential square cone parachute. And there would obviously have to be an aircraft above the object to drop it, and there's not an aircraft in this image at all. So is it a research balloon? Probably not. I know everyone likes to say it's just a research balloon. It's a weather balloon. Pilots who encountered the object described that, unlike a balloon under similar conditions, the object was completely motionless and seemingly unaffected by the ambient air currents. So, I don't know. I don't know if uh, anybody's going to release any more details about it. I don't know if the government's going to talk about it anymore. So, we will just kind of see what's going on. Um, I know Harry Reid, who is the former Nevada senator who was instrumental in funding the government's original UFO program, said he believes crashes of objects of unknown origin may have occurred and that retrieved materials should be studied. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> is that kind of a given? I mean, do we not think they would not reverse engineer that shit? Reed said he came to the conclusion that there were actual materials the government and private sector had in their possession. So, I mean, we have so many different departments in the government, different people in the government, just basically confirming, yes, there are aliens. Yes, we have had contact. And yes, we have retrieved crushed materials. So, it seems like, I don't know, it doesn't, I guess it could be like a fake alien invasion, but it just seems like way fucking extra just to distract people from the COVID vaccine that the sheep are going to line up for anyway. Which, speaking of all that madness, I heard the uh, Supreme Court overturned the fucking draconian L.A. rule that all the outdoor restaurants had to close. So that's what's up, guys. And like I keep telling all these small business people to fucking not listen to this shit and to resist... If any of you small business people in the Bay Area decide to resist and say fuck all of that, 
let me know. Email me and I will bring some of my crew and we will patronize your business and bring you some money. And, you know, we need to keep doing it. We need to support each other. We can't just have one person doing this. We all need to stick together on that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. It's crazy times, guys. What the fuck is going on? It's enough to make someone just fucking lose their mind if they weren't, you know, secure on it. And that's kind of what's happening. The mental health situation is becoming almost pandemic levels. If you look into it, the emergency room departments are having a huge increase in not only child mental health problems, but also adult mental health problems. The suicide rates are through the roof. The World Health Organization is saying stop the lockdowns. It is doing more harm than good. But for some reason, Dictator Newsom and all his cronies don't give a fuck. I don't, like I keep saying, I don't know what their end game is. I don't know what all that bullshit is. But you guys just, small businesses resist. And if you're near the Bay Area, hey, and even Sacktown, email me and I will bring my people and we will patronize the fuck out of you guys. So if you guys have any information or if you have a missing person you want me to profile, contact me at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com or go to Instagram and search vanishedinthevalleyathena or the Parlor account. Guys, go check out Parlor. It's not as bad as everyone says. Yes, there are a bunch of fucking Trump people there, but there's also a lot of not Trump people there. And you can't bitch about something that's being too Trump or too right and then not go try to diversify it yourself. Be a part of the fucking solution, not the problem, douchebags. <laughs> and before I run out of here, I know a couple weeks ago I was like, we're going to talk about my knife pick of the week. And it actually ended up being a pepper spray pick of the week. This week, I'm going to tell you about my Leatherman. Super OG. I've had it since like the 90s and I just keep it in my purse. It has like a nice little leather case. Okay, you guys, you don't even know how handy this motherfucker is. So when you open it up, it just, it, it's like a, one of those things called, it makes it into a plier. And then on the right side, it has a knife. It has like a little nail file, razor blade, and then kind of like a Phillips head screwdriver. If you pull out the other side, we have scissors. I mean, it's so fucking handy, you guys. We have just a regular, what are the, a flathead screwdriver. Sorry, I don't know the name of all these tools. But let me tell you, this shit comes in handy. I had a fuse burnout on my car a couple weeks ago. And I was not able to pull it out with my fingers. But luckily, I had my Leatherman tool. And that shit saved the day. And it's tiny. So it can definitely fit in even a small purse. So chicks, get a Leatherman. Men, if you don't have one, I swear to God, it's one of like the most handy tools. There's even like a ruler on one side of it. All of this shit just comes in handy. So that's my knife pick of a week, a fucking Leatherman tool. Get one. So I think that's about it for this little mini episode uh, for you guys. As always, thank you for the downloads. What's up, Modesto? I see you guys have come back out of nowhere and got lots of downloads from you guys recently. Thank you, and I totally appreciate it. So as I always say, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao. Are you lost?